let's talk today about how we get shapes of molecules. So we have a thing called valence shell electron pair proportion theory, and this dictates to us what the shape of a molecule will be. So let's have a see. So we have orbitals first. Now, what's an orbital? It's just a region of space around the nucleus where you're likely to find an electron. And an orbital is just somewhere where there is a 95% chance of an electron being located, because as you can see in the sort of cartoonish schematic diagrams, the electrons move around the nucleus really, really fast in different directions. So you can view electrons not as particles, but as charge clouds, which are just regions of space where these electrons move around. And you can think of the cloud shape as just the, the line of orbit that you see on those schematic diagrams. Moving on, let's discuss repulsion. So electrons are both negatively charged. And that means that they'll repel each other. And they try and stay as far apart from each other as possible. So they maximize that repulsion. And this will determine the geometry of a molecule. So we have two types of pairs of electrons. We have lone pairs and bonding pairs. Now, bond pairs are the ones that get shared and are the ones that we see um, in the bonds. So let's move this over here so you can see better. So lone pairs are held close to the nucleus of an atom. And these ones are not involved in bonding at all. They're just shells. They're just included in the outer shell of the, of the atom and they're not bonded to anything. So they're held quite close to the nucleus. So they repel each other a lot more. They're the strongest repulsion because they're physically close together. So we have a trend in repulsion strength. So we have lone pair and lone pairs, two lone pairs repelling each other, and that'll have the maximum repulsion. Then we have lone pairs and bonding pairs, and that'll be the middle ground. So bonding pairs repel less than a lone pair would. And then we have bonding pairs and bonding pairs and that'll have the smallest angle between them. So let's continue. So looking at this section, okay, so we have different shapes of electrons and there is no way to do this as a lesson rather than just a video because it's really good to visualize these things. So the first type we have is linear. So you can't really see very well actually, but there would be here and here an oxygen. So this is carbon dioxide. And there are two bonds, so double bonds. So there are two bonding pairs here and no lone pairs. So that creates a linear shape. So two electron pairs and it'll adopt a linear geometry. So in this case, we have four electron pairs. And instead of saying we have four electron pairs, we say we have two regions of electron density. And that's why this particular molecule, so why double bonded molecules are linear. So the bond angle is 180. The next type is trigonal planar, and you can remember this not so common word by thinking trigonal triangle. So here is beryllium tetrafluorine, and this has a triangular shape, and there'll be fluorines here and here. So if a central atom of molecule has three electron pairs, it'll adopt a trigonal planar geometry, and the bond angle here is 120 degrees. So remember, out of our 306, we just divided by three to get 120 for each bond angle. Next up is tetrahedral, and this is four. And this is methane, so a carbon with four hydrogens. And the way we show this on our sort of line diagrams is we have, because this is a, this is a three-dimensional molecule, where this trigonal planar one is 2D, so it's a flat plane, 
the trig the tetrahedral one has this bond which will we can imagine is coming out towards us out through the screen this dashed line represents a bond that's going backwards into the screen and then this line which is just a plain line rather than a thick or a dashed one is just in the plane of the screen as is this one so the angle here the bond angle and that's the same for this angle this angle this angle this angle all of the angles is 109.5 degrees and you have to learn for each of these you have to learn the name of the shape how many electron pairs are are there so how many bond pairs and how many lone pairs the bond angles and an example of each because they will often give you an exam they'll say okay uh, draw methane and state the bond angles that are associated with it. So you have to draw a tetrahedral shape, know which atoms go where, and know what the bond angles are. So the next type is trigonal bipyramidal. So this is similar to tetrahedral as we have things going in and out of the plane, but there are five bonding pairs here. And this is phosphorus with five chlorines. And there's no lone pairs involved, so the bond angle here will have 120 degrees around the equator and then 90 degrees from the equator to an apex. So let's explain this. So trigonal bipyramidal, which is this one, these angles here are 90 degrees. This one here, 90 degrees. However, if you look at this bottom part, these angles here, so between these two, basically between these bottom chlorines and this phosphorus, these angles are going to be 120 because this this one that goes in and this one that goes out, they're not on the same plane, they're not perpendicular to this top chlorine. So you have to remember both bond angles and which bonds are represented for this example. Now octahedral is quite, it's an easy one to remember because all of the angles are 90 degrees. However, it's got one, two, three, four, five, six. So that's the kind of thing where you think, oh yeah, octa eight, but it's not actually eight. Now, there is a reason why it's called octahedral. And that's because when you see these different molecules in crystals, for example, the shape you get is, it has eight points of symmetry, but you don't need to know that. The bond angle here is 90 degrees, is all you need to know here. So six different uh, bonds, seven different atoms, and then a bond angle of 90 degrees. The, all of the uh, electrons are in bond pairs, no lone pairs at all. But if you have a look at um, sulfur, for example, and you try and count how many electrons you have here, sometimes you might get a few more. Um, and for those of you aiming for eights and nines, you want to remember the phrase expanded octet. So that's a different type of electron structure, which you don't need to know the details of, but sulfur can accommodate more electrons than we expect because it has an expanded octet. Okay, and that is all you need to know for this section.